I got your structure right here, baby. Ooh. All right, I'm just saying. I'm yeah. just saying. Well, I'm agreeing with you. Welcome to Guilty <laughs> Treasures, a fun deep dive <laughs> into the depths of those pop culture gems that you hate to love. Damn, off the dome. That was all off the dome. That's right. Yeah. I read it off the head. Yep. Right. I tattooed it on Aaron's face, and then I read it off his dome. Worth it. Yeah. So worth it. Uh, Why'd we, you go with uh, Ariel Black and not Times New Roman? Um, I wanted Comic Sans, and James was like, that's ridiculous. Yeah, that's, that's unprofessional. And, uh, he was like, we need to be taken more seriously. Yeah. And uh, then I suggested Helvetica, Come and on. he said, don't be Up ridiculous. Up your game. And... Uh, here we are. Yep. Can I ask uh, what the little tear marks that you've got tattooed on are? Oh, I'm, uh, I've, uh. Say it. Say it, Say it right now. <sighs> yeah. See, Jared, um, I spent some dark times in some dark places. Yeah, you did. That's usually where you spent. I've killed four men. Which four? None of your business. Okay. Now you're just getting weird, weird with it. I get like, you've got a hobby. So I want to know you, man. <laughs> so it's our returning guest, Jared. It's called friendship, Aaron. <laughs> it's called... Hey, guys, I'm Jared. Jared, congratulations. You're the uh, first return guest. Guest. Now you're, oh. you're our first guest, and now you're our first returned guest. You know what? That makes me special. I don't know. <laughs> or it just means you're a guy with an empty Monday, and you're just like, oh, I'll come with you guys. Or that we love you. It's Which, all of the above. Wait, I have to decide? Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kenny, do you love me? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, Les, I, I'm James Fight. Owner, creative director of Flat Films. I'm Kenny Madison. What do you do? I, I, they should know by now. Yeah, you should know by now. We got to do it every episode. Yeah, you're right. Chief archivist of flatfilms.com. Thank you. Thank you. Because uh, anyone can jump in at any time. Aaron, who are you? <laughs> I'm Aaron Salinas. I am editor, background photographer. Um, I think I'm calling myself the official uh, hugger because yeah. it's uh, National Hugging Day. So if anybody needs a hug, oh. <laughs> I'm here. <laughs> So, you forgot? Just remembered. It's National uh, Hugging Day. Man. What did you remember, Kenny? I could have helped out Paul Normandon on the corner of uh, Austin. Sixth and... Gosh. What's Paul, what was the Paul doing? first day that I could have actually... Oh, uh, yeah. It's National Hugging Day, so there's a big... Paul? I mean, I know who Paul, Paul is, but yeah, what was he, he doing? He's uh, he, he and a couple other improvisers, maybe. Yeah, Paul Normandon, local improviser several years ago, founded... National Hug Day here in Austin, Texas. So what he does, he and a select group of friends, well, really any any folks, stand down on a corner and say, "Hey, you want a hug?" And he gives passersby hugs. And I'm not gonna lie, Paul gives good hugs. It's like one of the, it's one of those dad hugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. full of love. It's a good hug. It really yeah. is. Wait, like uh, a dad hug or like a stern father hug? A dad hug. A, a dad, dad hug. hug. Okay, it's good. I need to clarify. Yeah, there's, there, there's, yeah. A, there's a warmth and a coldness. Thing. No, yeah, what, yeah, yeah. it's unconditional. <laughs> Whatever Paul d- thinks of you. He he gives you unconditional love, hands Good guy. down. Wow, that's he, impressive. Yeah, uh, and this was recognized so much that he was recognized by the city of Boston with some sort of award. Oh, I didn't saying, know that. Yeah, no, Paul Norman is a big deal. Uh, Hug Day is a big deal, and it started with Paul Norman, the local uh, improviser slash moth champion. Story to- yeah, moth champion. But as much as we love Paul, that's not our subject today. Our subject today. Is, is hey, a living wig. Oh, the living wig. Yeah, yeah that one. Not me. <laughs> yeah, well, introduce yourself too. No, hey, I'm Jared, um, co-founder of Comedy Pending. I'm also in Trapped in the Cage, released every yeah. Tuesday on Flat Films. Yeah, it is. It might be late this week, but anyway. That's fair. They don't know that. <laughs> no. <laughs> It'll already be released by yeah. this episode comes out. <laughs> Sweet. We're on track. <laughs> well, well, fellas, do you do? 
What else do I do? Yeah. Uh, improv. I also yeah. uh, DM Toll of the Dice yeah, every do. now Tuesday night yeah, it is. at twitch.tpkgames. Yeah. At, at what, what time is it? 4 p.m. Pacific? Well, yeah. No. 5 what? to 9 p.m. Pacific. 7 to 10 what? Austin time. Why are you judging it by Pacific? Because the, the, the person the person who owns it oh, is in L.A. And also, California time is the standard TV time. No, yes, it is. I thought it was no, central. No, no, it's no, it's definitely they they make it's the, the East Coast go. Okay, late. well, we have three different time zones from three different people. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we grew up in three different time zones. What? <laughs> You're central too, right? You grew up in Oklahoma. Yeah, but I was under the impression that Eastern was the one that everyone went by. I, I was always aware of Central. Pull up, pull up the, the yeah, synopsis. This is important. I don't know how to pull up the synopsis of the movie. Oh, what movie? We're here for a movie? The Living Wake. What? Yeah. Which, honestly. This, go ahead. Go ahead, you go. Oh, I was going to say, this is the first time I've seen it. Yeah, so thank you, man. I yeah. think for all of, everybody at this table, oh, this good. was the first. You were the yeah. first three people to ever say, that I like this, fo- this film. I've shown really? it to so many people, and they're like, why did... Why did you make me oh, watch I, that? I thought it was lovely. That's I what, thought it was that's lovely. That's why this was my guilty treasure. I thought I was the only person. No, really oh, like, no like I thought it was great. <laughs> you just thought you were going to be berated for an hour straight on Yeah, I thought I was no. going to be like, here it comes. Here it comes. That's here. not what we do at Guilty Treasures. We celebrate what you love with you. And this, I genuinely, genuinely like this movie because of how weird and bonkers and fun it was. Yeah. Like, it just went in so many weird places, and it was great. Uh, I am unable to pull up the synopsis, so Jared, would you be so kind as to try and give us a recap of what this film is about for folks that might not have seen The Living Wake? Sure. Rip, 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 rip. K. Roth Banu, uh, artist, writer, we'll find out, uh, is diagnosed with grave vague disease, a disease that is as vague as it is grave and as grave as it is vague. The only thing they know about the disease is that it is punctual. So he's given the exact time of his death. Um, it's at 7 p.m., and you see his last day as he goes around, I think, exploring life, trying to reconnect with people, um, and find the answer to the brief but powerful monologue um, that awaits all of us, I guess. Um, it's, there's really too much that he does to encapsulate what the movie is, but it's really a series of vignettes trying to explore life in a sort of weird meta sense, I guess. Um, with ultimately coalescing in his death at the end. So here is, the, uh, I'm going to call it the official IMDb synopsis. Yeah, let's com- shut up, Jared. Let's, let's compare it. Dumb. Fuck. Let's compare it. No, it's a new thing. It's a new segment. We a compare. Stupid, 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 stupid. <laughs> we compare the guest synopsis to the official synopsis. That's a weird segment idea. <laughs> Too late. It's happening. I like it. <laughs> a dark comedy which chronicles the final day in the life of self-proclaimed artist and genius K. Roth Banu. Yeah, you didn't mention it's a comedy. Yeah. Oh, my so bad. Stupid. Banu is a dreamer <laughs> who elevates his drab and somewhat pitiful existence into a personal mythology. See, I had for, no idea about that. That's uh, another check against him. I'm just for his it. final day, K. Roth Banu enlists his best friend, the unrecognized poet. Oh, I didn't poet, even mention his friend. Oh, wow. come and, on, Jared. And biographer, Miles Shaquin. Miles? Miles. I'm sorry, Mills. Mills. (laughs) My bad. Uh, Take two. Oh, check one against James. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's a check against me, guys. My bad. Uh, To chronicle his final hours, Mills 
Jacquan uh, drives Banu around town on a bicycle-powered rickshaw. It's just a rickshaw. It's great. <laughs> As the eccentric duo go about their day, Banu hands out invitations to his final party, A Living Wake, where Banu will do a short performance before dropping dead on the spot. Uh Check against IMDb was a little long-winded. Yes, yeah, I agree. To be fair, a lot happens in that film. That was a pretty good summation without really giving much away. See, a lot happens, but it's only an hour and a half. I know. It's so dense. They get a lot done. Yeah, it's great. (laughs) I'm still surprised that two of you like this, and I'm not surprised that Kenny has yet to voice his opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Jared, why do you like this specific guilty treasure? Um, you know. You can harp on this movie as much as you want. I have said nothing. Uh, and, I love I, it. I will understand. Uh, when I'm depressed, I watch this movie as a pick-me-up. As you oh. should. It's Because it, it ends with this kind of poignant, as long as you tried, this is the life you were meant to live, you should be this person. I mean, And the first time I saw it, it was so dumb and weird. And like I've seen enough live theater to know that they're just doing live theater acting on yeah. film. <laughs> So yeah. they're just doing a weird meta artsy fartsy thing, and I thought I should hate it, but it ended up charming me. And I'm like, okay, I'm one of these. I'm the target audience of this movie somehow. I just delight watching K. Roth um, go around and be as ambivalent and dumb as he is, while so certain that he's <laughs> that he's like great. I don't know. I identify with an artist who keeps failing in art and keeps trying. That's Amen. Yeah. Amen to that. that that's Austin. Also, there's two nutshell. musical numbers, and that's an easy way to sell me. Um, huh, okay. Yeah, I, lo- I love the random musical numbers. Also, Jim Gaffigan as uh, as the dad. dad. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot to like about this film. It's so cartoonish. Yeah, it's very over the top, which is very fun. It's a, it's very. <laughs> you know, you could probably watch this movie and think this was so pallid and dumb. <laughs> Uh, but if you give it a moment and just suspend your disbelief, it'll be fun. It's a fun yeah, ride. it's definitely one of those ones where you just go, you know what? I don't have to think. I can just enjoy the ride. It's very blatantly not trying to like. It's just in your face with all of its metaphors too. Like I'm talking to God now. I'm talking yeah. to time now. Yeah. I'm talking about religion. <laughs> uh, I don't know. It's at first I didn't think. I thought it was stupid for those reasons, and then it just grew on me, and I just like watching it so much. <laughs> Also, Jesse Eisenberg as a as a as Mills as, Mills. as, as a weird henchman. Also, there's a farmer laughing at a duck. <laughs> I forgot that always, about that. That always gets me. Oh man! Anytime there's a farmer laughing at a duck, <laughs> you got me. There's a see them chickens. There's a scene. Look where at all those chickens. chickens. <laughs> I put a duck in them chickens. <laughs> I like to laugh at that duck. <laughs> and then he does a chicken dance. Kenny is not. (laughs) Kenny's reaction is about what I was expecting from all three of you. (laughs) Explain where you initially encountered the guilty treasure. That's question two, by the way. That's question two out of three questions. I I can't remember. I think I bought the DVD. Huh, you went in blind. Yeah. Well, you you spent money on it. That's... Yeah, and then I proudly showed two of my best friends who sat through that with me, didn't laugh once. No. And then uh, they were like, Jared, you like that movie, right? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, how much do you identify with the main character? Why? Just a question. And it was at that moment I'm like, people don't like this movie. Jared, I like this movie. I'm not fuck, I'm not. I'm not messing with you. I genuinely like this movie. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was... I think that's about that's about as good as I can yeah. <laughs> I mean, I didn't. What special features are on the DVD? 
I don't remember. Was, do, you, do you not have the DVD any longer? Uh, no, I got rid of DVDs Aww. a while ago. Why? But, um, because of streaming and also because yeah. I, my computer um, broke its disk drive back oh, when I had it. Let's talk about this. How did we all watch this movie? Free on YouTube. <laughs> it's on YouTube. I had no idea. I watched it on free on Prime, Amazon Prime. Prime. I had downloaded an application called Tubi. Oh, yeah. I'm familiar with Tubi. Oh, you're familiar with Tubi? Yeah, we, uh, Jerry and I use it to watch Trapped in the Cage sometimes. Uh, I use You watch Plex. your own YouTube series? I'm sorry. Uh, we watch Nicolas Cage movies for Trapped in the Cage. I watch my own YouTube yeah. series. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's what you should be doing. Yeah. You should be de- designing it to I en- enjoy yourself. Shout, yeah. out, shout out to Nate shout uh, out to Archer Nate. for, I think that's saying his last name, uh, to, for editing Trapped in a Cage. Our other... Behind the scenes, well, not behind the scenes, but our other editor at Flat Films. One of two? There can only be one. What? No. I want more. Sorry, uh, Nicholas, this is a call out. I think this is, we have to duel, I think, is the only way. Say Nicholas. You're going to duel Nicholas Cage? What, what's his name? Nate. 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 <laughs> no, I am sorry, Nate. I'll give you the first shot because I messed up your name. No, I heard you call it Nicholas Cage. I'd rather see that part. Okay, yeah. <laughs> to be fair. Are you just. Kenny's uh, note just says the fourteen E's. Uh, what does that mean, Kenny? My note does not say the. It says twee. It says twee <laughs> with fourteen E's. <laughs> what? What is the significance of twee? I. There are three rules that are established with guilty treasures. Rule number one, uh, as we all know, is no, no dunking. dunking. No dunking. What, what is dunking? No dunk. I'm no dunking. Uh, Guilty Treasures is a celebration of the things that we love but are too afraid to share out in the open. While we might find it really easy to dunk on something that can be shameful, that's not our job. We offer something different than other podcasts by finding the value in all art, good or bad. Uh, except on donuts. There's an asterisk right next to no dunking. That's you true. can dunk donuts. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. That was uh, from the carpool episode. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Jeremy. Uh in other words, uh, no putting down uh, films which you might find terrible. So the 14 E's, is that four, 14 chances you were going to dunk on this film? <laughs> what does this guilty treasure mean to you? Only 14? Wow, what does this guilty treasure mean to me? Uh, so you're going to hate me for saying this. but uh, I love it already. So what's uh, you know Amelie, that really great French film? <laughs> yes. I watched that. And the living wake to like <laughs> prevent me from killing myself when I'm like really really depressed. Jared, no. But why? I'll, but I'll why are we talking about this so much? Why are you going? trying to negate his his experience? Yeah, why are you James? making this about you? Um, no, I don't. <laughs> I'm concerned that so many people are talking about suicide. I don't want my friends to James, do that. What? Sorry, James. You shouldn't be concerned people are talking about suicide. You should be encouraging that fact because most people are afraid to talk about suicide. All right, you're be right. Be shoulder to lean on. I, I'm, that's what I'm trying to. But I'm scared. I don't want them to die. It's okay. If you want to die, you should watch Amelie or The Living Wake. Uh, I think it, it's it's a good example and reminder. But I do it not when I'm just depressed. Also when I'm sad, when I'm feeling in the mood, when I just need a laugh, when I want a reminder for why I do art, or if I just want to find a fun accent in a weird movie. Um, I this this is a very person. <laughs> this movie represents the artist's struggle in me. Uh, and the daily battles we fight to make sense of it all against a world that does does not get what the fuck you're doing. Uh, yeah. Also, it's silly, and I'm a silly guy. Yeah. And there's a lot of weird facial hair in this movie. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I mean, the same can be said about Austin too. So, like, just 
the the living wake is Austin. There's like yeah, funny facial. There's funny I, facial I hair. Australian yeah. artists. I think the living wake is somewhere outside of New England. In a Duh. <laughs> <laughs> I'm walking out. <laughs> oh, bye, Aaron. Bye, Aaron. Coming for you, Nate. <laughs> <laughs> Nate, we love you. Nate, I love you too, Nate. You're great. Nate, you've got fast legs. I think you can run. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> more than likely. <laughs> Uh, what does this movie mean? To, I, I don't know. It's it's just I don't know. It's it's a reminder that life is worth living as long as you're the one doing it. Yeah. Oh, that's tattooable, dude. Yeah, that's good. Oh shit! I should have got that as a tattoo. Yeah, that's. Uh, fans, if you want to get that tattooed on your body, just go ahead. Just uh, support the Patreon. Yep. Don't Make reuse needles. Uh, one of my friends is actually a tattoo artist. Humble brag. I don't. I just want to. That's the weirdest. Really cool. Weird flex, but okay. Aaron, can you take the silence and just lengthen that silence? Yeah. That's <laughs> I'm just gonna stack that on top. Of each other. It's gonna be our first two-hour episode, <laughs> just because of the post work. Uh, but yeah, man, I I can see that. It was a uh, it was a fun watch. Um, that's what I'm excited for for Guilty Treasures to turn me on to things because like. What what you did for me for in this film is what I hope I did with King Ralph. Ralph for some people, like wow, I've never seen this film. Let me try and find a two dollar bin at Best Buy where I can find it, and because it takes a lot to try and delete, uh, illegally download it, it was really hard work. Um, uh, you illegally download movies, Aaron? Kenny, you're just scraping paper. <laughs> are you frustrated? Is your body what? is your body Wait, digging? Wait, you, what? Are you frustrated? Uh, did you did you, re- you really you really in- great that you can find meaning in this film? <laughs> <laughs> I think I just clipped. It's uh yeah, I think you might have peaked there. <laughs> It's Kelly, a, I can feel Kenny's opinion of me going so far. It, it was it was, uh, uh, so. I like good things too. We should encourage people to like the things that they do because this life is finite, and judgment should be held. And if you're trying to take joy away from someone, then you need to fucking check yourself. So, so you know what I enjoy? I like I like uh, um, putting things on a scale. So. If I were to put this on a scale, oh, I love scales. I'm gonna say, in my uh, ten point scale, uh, I'm gonna say this was a six point two. Great. Um, James, where would you put this? Real quick, the six point, this ten point scale. Ten is the highest, one is the lowest. Correct. So, uh, and this is out of films that are pro- guaranteed bad, but you found some joy in, not just against all film. No, uh, this is just a general. Oh, this is against all film. Yeah. Six is high. Thank you. Uh, it's a, it's above average. Yeah, I it appreciate that. For the enjoyable scale. Oh, okay. Oh, okay, thank you. <laughs> that's that's good. I mean, yeah, this, is, yeah. this is... I don't want to lie to people. That's, <laughs> for, a, for a fun time, I'd give it a seven. As a, as a film, give it like a, a three. That's fair. <laughs> for a film itself, yeah, you're looking... You're below average. <laughs> but but the entertainment, it's really it's, fun. It's, yeah. it's really fun. It's mindless. It's mindless fun. Yeah. Um, Jerry, what would you put this on? Ten. <laughs> All right, so... Uh, I, I enjoy this ten out of ten times. Uh, but well, as, a, that... as a film, having seen as much Nick Cage as I have, yeah. Oh, uh, you're numb to a lot of things. That yeah, I, I yeah, know what are. true trash is, so I'm gonna give this like a five. This <laughs> is fair. this is across the board a structured 
movie. There That's were fair. words and there was an ending. There, there, was, there was an arc. I yep. got what the character wanted. There's three acts. That's really what it boiled down to. Yes, things happen. People were in frame. I could hear people. Um, that emotions is something were that had. I enjoyed. The work in the film was definitely on the screen. <laughs> what what would you rate this? No, Kenny? Gladiator didn't have that. A lot of it was off. Yeah, a lot of Gladiator was off the screen, but a lot of the Living Wake was on the screen. You could see the characters. <laughs> and that's uh, the, the trash you get with DreamWorks. You yeah, just yeah, get yeah. it off the camera. Uh, one of the things that I enjoyed about the Living Wake is that the film was lit. <laughs> As in, like, the, the, the new lingo lit? Yeah, or? It, was, it was a pleasant-looking film. God, I really oh, enjoyed okay. this film so much. Like, that's great. <laughs> so, listen, Kenny, we've listen. all put it on a scale. Yeah. Kenny. So the film starts off with uh, a newsreel. <laughs> yeah. K, tell him, like, exhibiting the life of K. Rothbunu, there are three uh, newspapers that fly Klaus around. Klaus Rothbunu. Yep. That's, that's K. Roth. Who thought this of birth, if, this, if the beginning is violent, what's, to, what's the rest to be? <laughs> <laughs> I've I memorized a lot of this movie. That's fantastic. Uh, I love it. I love it. Let's go through it scene by scene. Let's do it. Here we go. <laughs> go ahead, Kenny. No, we're looking at Jared. He said yeah, because he's memorized the movie. I, 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 I said many lines of this movie. Yeah. Um, so you get this uh, this lovely lines? black and white, uh, clearly um, characterized uh, 1920s, 40s uh, newsreel of K. Roth Banu's life. The time is extraordinarily vague. Yeah, as vague as the disease. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and it just depicts that like he was young, life is weird. He's done a lot of art happenings. He dropped out of college, became a drunk, and now he's going to die. Mm-hmm. Um, he, James, what are you laughing at? He's reading my notes, apparently. <laughs> okay, give me these. <laughs> Finish telling it. No, I, can, I can read these notes. Can I read them? On the air. Can you understand my handwriting? Yeah. Uh, because one of the things that we... We should, we should provide more context to the film, right? So we no, should, you're absolutely yeah. right. Keep okay, going through so the film. He, uh, wakes up. He immediately invites his neighbor's son to uh, his wake. Yeah. And the neighbor who hates him, uh, I can't remember his name. Eddie Pepitone. Eddie Pepitone. Sure. Which you thought you memorized some of this movie. Which it's we did. It's the actor. It's Eddie Pepitone. We didn't. We don't know why. They hate we, each other. They just do. Yeah. They just hate each other. It's accepted for years. Yeah. Because yeah. they live next to each other and get away they make from my kid, Banu, and you. You make me nervous. He is a cartoonish neighbor villain. Yeah. Wearing yeah. a trilby and, like, I don't know, a bow tie, I think. I don't, I'm don't. i just picturing this. Like, just picture a man who would go bowling in the 40s. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. And then we meet Jesse Eisenberg after that, right? Yeah. Yes. Who did this film in 2007 yes. and kind of burst onto the scene with the squid and the whale in 2005. Uh, Noah Baumbach's The Squid and the Whale got a lot of critical attention, and then he did this very small movie in 2007, where I would ostensibly say that he might be the biggest star next to Jim Gaffigan. Yeah, yeah. Jim and Gaffigan it, yeah. is a good pull for that film. Yeah, yeah well, it se- the movie seems like Jim Gaffigan did maybe a day, two days of work, period. Yeah. Which is, yeah. I mean, that's fine. Yeah, he's in a dream sequence, he's in the end, he's in the beginning. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Jim Gaffigan, I don't I better imagine he did a lot of ad lib in this movie. Um, I think there's a lot of ad lib in this movie in general. 
I just love Jim Gaffigan. So Jim Gaffigan plays like no. K. Roths. No, this reminds me of so many things that I've. It feels so written. This movie feels very deliberate and written. That's uh, I'll to, agree with that. Yeah. I'm just talking about Gaffigan's lines because he gives a bunch of weird, silly, nonsensical advice. He says like, "Collect all the stamps you can. <laughs> if no one can del- deliver mail, no one can send you threatening letters." For two whole days, I can. Tr- I, I halted the American postal system. <laughs> that power, kind of sexual in a way. <laughs> <laughs> so silly. <laughs> it's so I love t- it. I love it. I don't know. The movie has like small weird twists and turns like that, and it plays like a stage show, like an OK stage show done on, on film. So after they meet Jesse Eisenberg, who is Mills, by the way. Yeah. Say an OK stage film. <laughs> yes. okay. What? What? What happens after they meet Jesse Eisenberg? Uh, they, oh. go, they go to the liquor smith. And that's right, the liquor smith. Apparently, they have a, a running bet where the liquor smith can guess K. Roth's. <laughs> Kenny is slamming his pen against the choice, table. He wins a bet, and so they shice the liquor smith, who's apparently too dumb to understand that he'll never win this game. Oh, uh, I'm gonna go back to when they meet Jesse Eisenberg, oh, sure. uh, and this is in Kenny's notes. <clears throat> British. Street urchin. Now, mind you, I'm not violating rule number one. No. James is violating it. <laughs> I am simply reading notes. Uh, <laughs> British street urchin Jesse Eisenberg, hyphen, quotation. This movie is insufferable, and quotation. <laughs> Jesse Eisenberg has a, a slight wandering British accent yeah. through the entire film. It's fantastic. Which is weird because apparently he was a mute and was taught speech by K. Roth, who speaks in like a transatlantic newsy uh, accent that entire film. So why does he have a British accent? I did not catch that. When did they mention that? In the beginning. Oh, okay. Literally when he's introduced, they do expository dialogue oh. saying, why, it almost seems like yesterday when I found you cowering in my milk cupboard. All <laughs> right. <laughs> Not being able to speak a word, they do. They do, They exposition that. They exposition a lot of things. Yeah, and it's fantastic. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they tell, don't show. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> through most of the film, and then they show sort of. <laughs> they yeah. just they just show K. Roth trying to be a genius and very hurt by not being one. It's yeah. Aren't we all? Yes. So are. then they go to the liquor smith and the bet. Oh, yeah, he bets. And so they, they shice him saying, uh, as an impartial third party, um, this is Jesse Eisenberg saying, yeah. it seems like the, both of you have something the other wants. Perhaps I Because K. Roth uh, won the, the liquor smith's glasses because the liquor. The liquor smith didn't. Aaron just yawned at our explanation of this movie. We need to. We need to if you're wondering thing. if you've missed anything, <laughs> <laughs> you so they no. This, this is this is the A to B storytelling that is in the living wake. It's true. They, you have missed nothing in this recap. <laughs> this is exactly how it happens. Okay, so the liquor smith, K. Roth, gets drunk. Yeah, because uh, uh, he won his glasses, but then bartered back. The Lickersmith's glasses for the whiskey he actually wanted. Bourbon. Bourbon, I'm sorry. No worries. I've seen this movie. Like, I would have lost that I bet. Realized. Yeah. I, I was watching last night and I realized, wow, I don't I don't think I can count how many times. <laughs> <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, I can't remember the series of events, even because they're all vignettes that kind of don't need to go next to each other other than two of them. Yeah. So the way I remember this film is very blurry. Sure. Um 
because it's just a series of events that could have taken place in any editing order. Yeah, yeah. Until the end. So what happens that because he gets drunk and then he goes, he doesn't go to the library yet. He goes, they sacrifice the goat, right? No. No. Something else. Oh yeah, he woos his nanny. I thought that was after. Dude, this. Oh yeah, you're Dude, right. That's okay. after the goat. I would trust Jared to know the chronology of this film. Yeah, they sacrifice the goat, then they win the nanny. Before they sacrifice the goat, um, let's see, goat, nanny, Jesus, library. Well, the, the prostitute is after. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The prostitute is after, after the, the nanny. nanny. Again, you've missed nothing. <laughs> <laughs> this is all in the story. The information that they have just revealed is exactly how the film unfolds that information. Continue, gentlemen. <laughs> Don't worry, audience. You're in good hands. We, we got I'm you covered. Trying to remember what happens. I, I think it's just the goat. Did they really just capture a goat? Yeah, because oh, majestic goat. Yeah, well, I mean, it's technically the chicken thing, but that's part of the goat sacrifice. Okay, so they 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 hustle a chicken farmer who laughs at a duck. Who laughs at a duck to steal a goat? They sacrifice the goat because uh, he was raised under the guise of Zeus and Thor. It's really <laughs> yep. unclear which. <laughs> um. <laughs> I'm just, <laughs> I'm imagining a listener of this episode going, I know that I've missed something. Did Aaron mess up the editing? Did what, this is the wor- worst edited podcast. No, I, I guarantee you, this is exactly how the logic of the film unfolds. Oh, forgive me. Before all In this- an Aronof- Aronofsky-esque type pattern of logic so too does this film operate with the dream logic of something such as mother or a student art film haven't seen mother i have i liked it (laughs) but kenny did not like this i mean it's no independence day (laughs) independence day is perfect i still need to watch independence day is not a guilty treasure though it was tyler bryce's why it's perfect I I I feel like people still regard it as kind of a hammy uh, yeah, film that has not aged well. When but Independence Day is hammy in a way that knows it's hammy, like The Living Wake. Yeah, it is. It knows oh. exactly what tone it's going for. No, because <laughs> so for the goat sacrifice uh, so wait, scene, no, he, he goes to a funeral parlor and says, "That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah." He yeah, says, the uh, "Where's the body? It is me. I'm dying tonight." Oh, this is unregular. I usually see them after the thing. Can you say that I'm dying tonight exactly the way that uh, K. Roth. K. Roth Banu says it? Exactly. Just to get the audience a taste of how they will spend the next 90 minutes with their protagonist. I'll, I'll, I'll do it. <clears throat> oh, oh where's, where's the body? It is me, old man. I'll be dying here tonight. It's louder. It's much louder. Well, I, I need to pull back in this tone. Let me... It's me, old man. I'm the body. <laughs> what? We take death very seriously here. Ah, then I'm early and we shall receive a discount. <laughs> I'm thinking something uh, grand, like a, a funeral pyre in the town square. What? No. If you want to take this a joke, I say you take your business elsewhere to one of our competitors. That melody. Father? Father, is that you? Beat for beat, that's... Uh, just recapping everyone, that is how it went. <laughs> this was not an error on my part for editing. This was all one. I would also say that Jared's performance was dialed down <laughs> as well. I that was, was pretty reserved. That was seven or eight. You could have gone. I, I would say that's probably a six. You dial that up, it's much 
It's well, he doesn't want to blow, up, blow off the mic. Well, now you're escalating this to a mountain that it need not reach. There, there it is. There, there it is. Go. That's K-Roth. K-Roth starts at a 10 and gets to a 15. I can't live there. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. And yet the film asks you to. <laughs> and here we are. It's delightful to watch. It's just hard to do. <laughs> no, I love it. Oh, man. It was great. I, You know what's weird? I pay attention to weird things in films, like clothing and attire, to kind of guess what they're going for. And like, cool, this attire sort of gets you in a time frame. And then it gets into a bar, and there's a person wearing an REI vest. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> this is like my one complaint. <laughs> you're, you're one? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's my one complaint. It's a guilty treasure. It'd be a perfect movie if it wasn't that for that, that damn, damn vest. REI jacket. It, it, I don't know. I like the movie very much treats Kaloff like the haggard, drunk, self-proclaimed drink genius he is, and like he moves only very few people in his life. Yeah. Uh, and then he dies with gusto by singing. Yeah. I mean, we skipped a couple parts, but yeah, that's what happens in the end. Okay, sure. He can recap. His that mom. was the only time that there has been a skip. <laughs> <laughs> so he sacrifices a goat, yep. makes it into lunch, has his last meal trying to woo his nanny. Uh, by his nanny, who was already like 50 when he was a child, who saved him at birth. Yep. Uh, it comes with his, her husband. They're like 80, I'm assuming. Oh, no. Never mind. Different husband. Continue. Um, Kenny has a note. They they drug the husband so he falls asleep so K-Roth can abscond with his wife. Um, he confesses love to her. She is oh, no, very about husband. it. They kiss. Um, the husband wakes oh, up. They run. Uh, then they go to a prostitute because his erection is strong and he doesn't want to waste it. Uh, so I have to backtrack because it was <clears throat> supposed to be the nanny's uh, husband. It says the n- nanny's husband equal me. <laughs> yeah, that's as grumpy as that old man is in that film. If you look at the nanny's husband, that is Kenny's demeanor. Right? I love life! <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, then they go to the prostitute so Kenny Roth can uh, work off his erection. And then they have sex. He has sex with the prostitute. <clears throat> while, uh, while Mills watches. Mills documents. That's right. You're right. He's his man. It'd be the same as paying 20 extra dollars to have him not watch. Um, Whatever you want to call it, just give me 50 bucks. Well, now you're escalating this to a mountaintop with which it need not reach. I know this movie too well. Uh, so the they drug the prostitute oh, I lo- with more sleep powder do, and run from paying her. Do, do you want, this was my favorite part. Do you want to see my baby bird? <laughs> and then he just blows sleep powder. And she immediately falls asleep because why not? That's how drugs work. It's great. Then they run to the library to put uh, K-Roth's books? Yep. Yep. <laughs> and then here's that's the only time you questioned any sanity in this film. And here's uh here's Kenny's know about that. <clears throat> the library equals there's still an hour left. I'm going to shoot myself. <laughs> so, uh I have K- not violated rule number 1. No, you have no. not. You're fine. I've asked for this. Uh, <laughs> so K-Roth and uh, Mills try to convince the library to put K-Roth's books in the library. And once more, in typical fashion of this film, they use the library in, as uh, a weird... They try to be Mark Twain and make someone seem as dumb as like Dr. Strangelove. Dr. Strangelove has a wonderful line in it that says, Gentlemen, you can't fight in here. This is the war room. It's a great button. <laughs> it's hilarious. It's on point. This movie keeps trying to do that with so many lines. Um, and the librarian says to him, this is the public library. Do you think we're going to leave it up to the public to de- determine what they read? And they, tr- they try to go through it. 
I fucking yeah. this scene has a has the thing that I like. Oh, what is it? Tell us. Microfiche. Oh. <clears throat> Do you want to read it since yeah. you don't break rule number one? Uh, if the public chose, it would be filled with guns and porno ma- pornography magazines, to which then Mills smiles, looking off in the distance. <laughs> just, <laughs> just imagining that. <laughs> and I smiled at that. <laughs> and it was the only time Kenny I, smiled during the movie. Yeah, I was going to ask. Did I have not violated much? rule number one. Can you like something about my movie? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Jared what, because this is guilty treasures where we find the joy in all of these films that are. I don't know right. your uh, your little stress marks over there on your journal. Kind of, they're just lines. Go and take, go and take a picture of that uh, for for the what's... for the social media. So the, she they, they don't get you... into the library. She says there's an arduous process, and yeah. so Mills demands that he reads the people, book out loud. People on the board have to have to approve it. That's right. So he reads the book out loud as a storyteller does. It's about a pair of purple pants that <laughs> promise to always be his best friend. They rip, yep. leaving him naked and exposed in public. So he goes to jail for exposing himself and hangs himself in prison. And here's the thing, I think that's a story. That's not what K. Roth does. Right. That that's the story that K. Roth wrote. It was a children's book, mind you. Yeah. Um. And I think that is the perfect summary of this movie, tonality wise. Where, yeah, they can't find their genre. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But in a fun way. It's a fun way. But anyway, after he reads that story, because there's two passerbys that come to his story and listen. The only two black people in this film, mind you. Yes. Yep. (laughs) But they're powerful, Kenny, because one's on the board. Everyone in this movie is very New England pale. (laughs) <laughs> Which is a whole other okay. kind of pale. It's a whole different shade. Aaron, would you say that this is a white, white movie? It's a white, <clears throat> white movie. Um. <laughs> Go ahead and yes. add more silence to that. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's fairly Caucasian. It's very Caucasian. Fairly Caucasian, the Aaron Salinas story. <laughs> 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 I always feel like Amy's ice cream is poking a jab at me when it says Mexican vanilla. Ooh. <laughs> I, I feel I'm like, I'm all Mexican, thank you. I feel that in my bones, I do. Chapter one. Like your bones are Mexican vanilla, you can say. <laughs> Chapter one. There's a lot of white people around me. And then there's me. Hi. You might not have noticed me, but I'm Aaron. <laughs> I might have just... But I just smeared along with that whiteness. But you're, no. you're writing your memoir as if talking to the camera, but it's not. It's it's in book form. <laughs> you start off by going, "Oh hey, I didn't see you there." <laughs> I even write the stage direction. Turns to camera. <laughs> slight smirk as as faces towards camera. Oh, hey. This is odd because this is book length. It's twelve hundred pages, but it's all single spaced book. stage directions. Jeez. I went to school for theater, not English. So I don't know how to write. Uh, oh, we like to have fun. We're the fun podcast, oh, just fun. like the living wake likes to have fun. <laughs> so much silence. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to edit in more silence <laughs> than originally in there. I have a hard time keeping track of the events in this movie because yeah. K. Roth uh, falls down three times and ends up somewhere else. Uh, yeah. Either to yeah. hysteria or tripping or running. Um, 
or a woman beating him with a purse. That's what she does when she listens to the end of the story. Yeah. So what I imagine uh, is catharsis for the watcher. <laughs> Kenny, was that cathartic for you? Cool. Um, <laughs> so he wakes up in a graveyard. He hears a bunch of people treat, preaching church. And they oh, that's your, right. Your allegory for God. Yep. Um, where they're just like, God forgives everyone. Really? Everyone? Some would say I've been a bad man. Well, God forgives everything. Well, what are the rules? They go through them. They go through them in a very trying to be meta fashion yeah. of laying out Christianity. And then that inspires K. Roth to uh, reconnect with his brother and his mom. Yep. Who think he's faking death. Yep. Um, and it's very obvious that he has been in psych wards. Yes. For most of his life. <laughs> um, they are strange, very white, pale New England types who come from clear old money. Um, and K. Roth tries to reconnect. They won't, but they're over his shit. Oh, I um, need I need to read uh, Kenny's final note because I just read it. I'm the woman with the handbag. Yeah, that's that's from the wake. Yeah. Oh, I. Oh, okay. The woman with the handbag. Yeah, I don't remember her in the wake. From the wake. I don't recall. She it. hits him. Oh. As he's dead. I vaguely remember that. I don't that. think that happened at the wake, bud. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Kenny with a last minute uh, edit of the film. Um, yeah, so after this, Mills, uh, K. Roth finds out Mills' watch is broken and then he may not have as much time as he does. Oh, yeah. End up in a clock shop where they literally comment in the movie about the irony of not having time yep. while all these clocks are broken. <sighs> so much time, but not enough time. And I'll honestly that right there is like, that's the movie, right there. <laughs> yeah, that's this. That right there was equally as good of a synopsis that you gave. Just that it's, it plays on itself. It was fun. And then man. Uh, the timekeeper leans over as though God or something. I don't know what they were going for right there. He says, "Time is my business," and so something, something you must pay. I did get a God imagery. In that. And then uh, K. Roth said, "If I must, if I must be constrained, if I if I must be forced to adhere to your constraints of time, the least you could do is give to me for free." I don't know if that was supposed to be a dig or deep. I think it's supposed to be fun. <laughs> okay. Um, he falls again. <laughs> As he does. And passes out. Um, he gets upset. He goes drinking. He gets very despondent. He has a musical scene yep. where he says, uh, if since I, there's nothing that left this life, then it's like I never lived. Kind of denoting, uh, begging the question, of uh, what does it mean to live? What makes you important in this world? At least for me, I can tell that you guys didn't give a shit. No, I got it. I, no, I'm just, right there with you, man. You might be one of the few people that really dug into this. Like you're just like, oh man, there's just so much. Well, and just... you know what it is? It's it's like X Men level meta ness. X Men is a very clear allegory for civil rights and racism. Right. Yes, that's how this. That's how thinly veiled this movie is with all of its metaphors. Well, also, yeah, it, it really slaps you without you really, yeah, <laughs> without you wanting it, just. It's similar to K. Roth's uh, children's book, where most people are going to be <coughs> outraged and offended by it and want to hit the director. But there's always a Mills who really inspires. Yeah, everyone likes, oh, yeah, he gets his fortune read. Oh, that's, oh, my. And she reads Mills' fortune and says he's going to do really well. K. Roth gets upset. Yeah. I'm in love with that fortune teller. Yeah, she's beautiful. Um, so then the wake. Yeah. Um, he does some performance art that is terrible. Uh, you mean great? 
uh, he does like an Irish slap dance. I don't know what to call it. That's great. In like a, a space suit. Um, then he Fair. comes back yeah. and does, I don't really know what this scene was supposed to establish other than maybe it's like a small allegory for his dad leaving him. I think K-Roth is bisexual. I don't know if it's ever stated, but I'm assuming. I can see it. Um, he he comes out as some 1800s southern belle and delivers yeah. a monologue. <laughs> and then falls down again. Falls down again. This and then fake his drunk friends go, oh, we forgot about the bar. He goes to a bar at some point. <clears throat> Very despondent, yeah. Yeah, and then his bar friends are worried about him when he falls this time, and he's like, no, no. No, no, she fell. She used my body. Yeah. I'm, I'm in love with That's... this movie. Um, Don't be ashamed. And Embrace then, it. And then they literally spend the last 10 minutes <clears throat> counting down K-Roth's last 10 minutes on Earth, and he goes through the gamut of emotions from Mill saying goodbye through poetry, uh, seeing his father in the back of the tent just appear, and then Jim Gaffigan, while while, <laughs> while they're outside, is like, you get that I'm dead, right? <laughs> uh, Son, I'm the only one that can see you? <coughs> Jared, you do it. Wait, so you've been dead this whole time? Yeah, I, I thought you got that in the tent. So, I'm the only one who can see you? Yeah. <laughs> Was this a prequel to Jesse Eisenberg's Lex Luthor? No, this, this was a prequel to The Social Network. That's <laughs> That's been canonicalized. <laughs> when did The Social Network come out? 2009? 2008. Oh. So really? A, a year after this. Yeah. So, so after wow. this, he did The Social Network. <laughs> yeah, go, go you, Jesse. Uh, this movie came out from what I read in 2010, even though it was made in 2007. Oh. Oh, that would make sense. Jesse was like, so "Hold Jesse on, let, let me get some, <laughs> let me get some traction before this comes out." And then I believe it was released on Hulu. Oh, that makes. Nice. There's a lot of good things on Hulu. <clears throat> yeah, but this was back in 2010 when they were just scrapping. Is that when Alex Baldwin was uh, still doing their commercials where he was an alien? Yeah. Alec Baldwin. Alex Baldwin, yeah. Alex Baldwin. No, it's, Al it's Alec Baldwin. Alex Baldwin. Alec Baldwin. Alex Baldwin. Alex Baldwin. It's Alec Baldwin. It's like it's espresso, not espresso. It's, it's espresso. Alex. It's almost like it's a specific time, not it's ex specific yeah, it's time. Specific. It's ex-specific. <laughs> <laughs> FX has the movies. Has the movies. <laughs> yeah. Has the movies. movies. FX, has FX, has the movies. And Atlanta. <laughs> oh my God! Can we talk about Atlanta? I yes. No. <laughs> no. No. This is my time. <laughs> you give this movie the hour it deserves. Atlanta <laughs> is incredible, and everyone knows it already. That's my true. guilty treasure is the highly rated, critically well-performing <laughs> television show Atlanta. <laughs> I would might have, have heard of it. If I could pick the okay. <laughs> um, Donald Glover is my hero. Donald I think a lot of people think that Donald Glover is kind of weird, but. I like him. Unlike most people. He's kind of out there, as he said himself, but I jive with him. <laughs> Listen, I remember when he did Derek Comedy. So I'm do an I. OG fan. OG so fan. No OG one fans. No, no one, one is else, fighting No one else can claim that. No one is fighting him. Okay, so OG fan. K. Roth, uh, after learning his, his father's dead, uh, always there. starts saying, breaking down. He's been a self-proclaimed genius, and his drunkenness and his like overconfidence has been kind of compensating for how much he doesn't believe that. So he breaks down and says, I'm not a writer. 
I'm not an artist. I don't know what I am. That's actually a terrible K. Roth. No, you're on. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then Jim Gaffigan finally delivers the much sought after brief but powerful monologue. We skipped this. In the beginning, Jim Gaffigan, uh, as his K. Roth dad said, K. Roth says, what's the meaning of life? And Jim Gaffigan kneels down into him and says, you know, son, someday I'll tell you the answer in the form of a brief but powerful monologue. Yeah, that's the whole crux of the movie. Yeah. That's literally why this movie so you exists. So you found out the, the call to action at the end of this podcast. That's my bad. Um, that's fine. So he gets the, his brief but powerful monologue when Jim Gaffigan dies and says, um, you may be all of these things, K. Roth, but you've never been scared. Um, and so K. Roth says, you know what? I'm going to face death uh, with like full action. Like I'm not scared. I'm going to be brave in my last few moments. And you get your big musical number that the I love. The final musical number. Three-piece suit, kerchief sticking out, shoes to boot. Uh, I love this song so much, but I don't want to spoil it yeah. entirely. But <laughs> I also it... don't want to put Aaron through me singing it again. I, I'm, I'm down with it, man. <laughs> Aaron's so nice and polite. Yeah, it was I, enjoyable. I just, well, here's the thing. I feel bad if I tortured you. I don't give a shit if Kenny Sires didn't It's it's an enjoyable flick. It's uh And then he dies. He dies. His heart stops. For free. Yeah. Uh, and then no one says goodbye to him. Yeah. And <laughs> he also tapes a twenty dollar bill to his testicles. Fifty dollars. Fifty dollars. Yeah. It's like very you hard to watch the movie, Jerry. God, I was so emotional by that point. I cry at the end of this film. I do. It's really hard to watch between I, blurry eyes. <laughs> I was very uh, like generally like, oh, is he really dead? He's really dead. Yeah, you thought he was just insane. Yeah. The whole movie. It, listen. Well, I mean, I mean, he is. He, was, he yeah. is. Yeah. Wait, but you think his insane whatever. Yeah, no, no, no. I get You're it. Right. I didn't know if he was gonna die either, but in this film when I first watched it. I just love that the, the doctor that diagnosed him was like, see, I, I was, was right. right. <laughs> I was right. And then that's it. That's his goodbye. And then Jim Gaffigan, the last thing he can say about his dead son in ghost form is Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he gets his funeral pyre that he asked for from yeah, Mills. Yeah. It's a call back there. Um and that in no specific order is the film. Uh, but pretty specific, specific order. order. That's how it happens. Yeah. More uh, or less. This movie is a series of delightful vignettes. Uh, I liked it. <laughs> I genuinely liked it. So, Kenny, we've all given a scale. <laughs> Kenny, what's the scale? We, Kenny, You have your famous Kenny scale. Are you paying me? What's going on? He's opening his wallet. There are three rules. <laughs> <laughs> Can you put down a twenty dollar bill on the to table? To break the rules, so there are three rules, and there must be punishment. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you giving this to? <clears throat> yeah, go ahead, take it, Jared. Taking that twenty dollar bills and buying another DVD. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Kenny. Uh, face- That's great. I support physical media. <clears throat> Kenny, what do you have to? Four say? pieces of media which have been brought up in correlation with the Living Wake. <clears throat> Mother by myself. Amelie. By Jared. X-Men, also by Jared. I brought up King Ralph. Is that King Ralph? That's a... King Ralph by Aaron Salinas. I didn't bring up anything. Independence Day also. Independence Day. Six forms of media. Uh, And Doctor Strangelove, again, by our friend. Great film. I've never seen it. That one gets like a 10 on all scales for me. For for listeners of the podcast, they might be familiar with with my ranking scale. Yes. Uh... I'm so excited. I rank most films 
uh, on a five point scale. Yeah. Three being average, four being great, five being uh, I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> Two being this is not good, and one being this is a disaster. And uh, for things that are abortions of film, uh, <laughs> there it is. There it is. Uh, such as <laughs> Rob Zombie's Halloween. I'm unwatchable, uh, really. Fair. Tully. Uh, and surprisingly, Star Wars Episode Two, which I might bump up to one star. <laughs> was that before or after watching this? Uh, it was after. Okay. <clears throat> I reserve a no, half star. Watch Zandali and tell me how your skill changes. Yes. Oh, my God. I even rank one of my least favorite films, Star Trek Into Darkness, with a one star. I reserve the half star for things that <laughs> provide me with a fury and rage. <laughs> the likes of which I rarely see. Hancock is another thing that I would put as half a star because the movie was great for 30 minutes and yeah. then was terrible yeah, for the yeah. rest of it because it's a perfect yeah. 30 minutes yeah. and that's a movie. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Kenny, what, so what's your. I gave it a half star. <laughs> So, which 30 minutes of this? This was the longest 90 minutes <laughs> of my life. This is one of the worst films that I have ever seen. Yeah. And I have seen a lot of bad films. Uh, this feels like a screenplay that I would have written when I was in high school. Yeah. It's. Yeah. So, um, this, this feels like. An art student made it, and whenever the dedication to the director's relative, I'm assuming father, came up at the end, I'm not one for expletives, nor do I like hurling expletives willy-nilly, uh, but as the film <laughs> faded up, dedicated to my father, whoever, I remember that the director's name is Sol, because that's silly, <laughs> the dedication pops up the first thing, and I went, Father! You. <laughs> <laughs> so, because um, to have the nerve and the gall to provide something which there is no, there is no key to getting into this movie. There is no juxtaposition in which to feel. No, I'm ready. I'm ready about any of this. The logic, the absurdity, is bouncing off of more absurdity, which offers no shape. Two things. Therefore, I can't feel anything. And while your metaphors, <laughs> the film wearing metaphors on its sleeve is definitely apropos, there's no way into it because the film, because none of the characters are behaving in a way which even allows me to go, oh, I can extrapolate feeling. Would you say it's like Wes Anderson, but without empathy? No! <laughs> That's it in the way they exposit dialogue. Wes Anderson, I guess, has... And it's also very white. Uh, oh, yeah, that... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, every movie, yeah. <laughs> for real. Um, there, There is no way into this movie for me. I love this. I love this so much. You know why I love this, Kenny? Is because... Just like K-Roth, this film is about as good as K-Roth's work. Yeah. But it doesn't matter because he did it his way and yeah. God damn it, he tried. Yeah. He Which did. is what makes the ending all the more evil <laughs> and wow. manipulative. Wow. Did you just try and make this into a Frank Sinatra song? He did it his way. He no other. 
He did it his way. So I want to say, um, yeah, you're you're arguing. Oh, great! Uh, Hitler died. Well, at least he died on his own terms. No, <laughs> I, I refuse I to give Hitler confer- credit. I am not conferring this him to Hitler. Goebbels was a better director. One Goebbels. His name was Goebbels. So the the boys. I'm peeking. Uh, Aaron, make that louder and post. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, that'll I'll crank that up. Thank you. I appreciate um, it. So the boys are in a, uh, a, a group chat on Facebook. And Kennedy wrote today, y'all, this movie. And I was like, yeah, this movie was the first time I had, this was the first time I hadn't seen the film yet. It was exciting getting into something new. And then Kenny replied, yes, this movie is a new watch. That's it. I'll give you another $5. <laughs> I'm taking this. And then what I say, Aaron? Um, same. It was bonkers in the best way. Kenny never responded to that. (laughs) I just found out he had the day off, so he could have responded to that. Kenny? This film was insufferable. Kenny? It reminded me of a whole bunch of improv students that I've had going, Ha, I'm funny. I have a joke. Maybe that's why I resonate with this. (laughs) No, because you're funny. Oh, my God, thank you. Not a compliment. (laughs) (laughs) This has been been a roller coaster of a show. Kenny, what I'm happy is that I gave James a list, and this was the more palatable film that I gave him. Yeah, Uh. it's it's true. (laughs) Great, we'll have you back on in 10 more episodes. (laughs) (laughs) After you learn to forget, this will be like, you know when a mother gives I can't ever forget. (laughs) I I will never forget this abomination. This belongs in in a very exclusive group. Of films that I have, where things are so infuriating that I'm okay. clenching my fists, going no, <laughs> no, why? Oh Kenny ruined two pages on his notebook just because he was he was rubbing <laughs> the pen so hard. Like, it, but I will say this. Okay, I watched it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed some of it. Am I going to watch it again? Not by choice. <laughs> if I'm on a plane to Tunisia. Where is that? I'm not sure. but It's I in think, Northern Africa. There we go. Um, I know because I looked it up on Google Maps recently. <laughs> Why? Because I wanted to see where Star Wars was. Yeah, that's okay, the that's only reason I know Tunisia. Um but yeah, if I were on, say, to Tunisia, and I had very limited choices, and for whatever reason, Let's Southwest is, show, is showing a plethora of films. Um, he had already watched Die Hard 2 twice. It's Die Hard 2? Coach through? Carter got old the fourth time. Coach <laughs> Carter's a great movie. And, I love that movie. And Cat in the Hat, you know, oh, I'm just not going to do... Okay. I'm just well, not going to disrespect you, the do, doctor do like that. Do you not like sports movies? Because I, I think I have my next movie for you then. Oh, I love... I, I'm it's Coach Carter. I love Talladega Nights. Um, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I, I'm really good with sports movies. Well, what's the next movie? Um, I'm not going to say the name because I don't remember it quite off say the top it. of my head. But it's, uh, it's about an air drummer who wants to be the best. Oh, Drumline. Nope. Oh, <laughs> yeah, drumline. We, we, we have to wrap up, friends. Um, okay, so I but yeah, movie, what I'm getting uh, at is I would watch this if I had to go to Tunisia. So this this movie is high art being made fun of by trying to make fun of high art. By it's being not being made fun of. Art. 
That's I. That's what I think they're going for. They're, nope. They're trying to be. They're trying nope. to be meta in light of itself, and by doing so, they're just being okay. I just want to go on record and say that Kenny was the first to break our rules. He's the one that made the rules. And, and it cost twenty five dollars. Twenty five dollars. So if I think you break that one of these rules. Aaron, can you take a picture of this? I want people to know that I actually got twenty five dollars. I think it means he doesn't break it. Really, if he paid the twenty five. So, uh, that there are consequences to breaking the three rules. Now yep. it's canon. Yeah, it's the canon. cost of it is twenty five dollars. Well, that's if you break one rule. I don't know what's gonna happen if we break two or three. Oh, by actually, this scale, if I'm it's seventy five. For this, then next time you're gonna watch Pool Boy Two drown out the fury. Wait, is that real? Yeah, we'll see you in twenty episodes, Jared. <laughs> see you in twenty episodes, guys. Uh, it's been a pleasure. I'm Jared from Comedy Pending. Uh, please watch The Living Wake. Develop your own opinion. Tell Kenny he's full of shit or tell me I'm full of shit. You get to have that opinion because it's your life and you get to live it the way you want. And I want to reiterate, I'm sorry that I had the reaction that I did. No. Because this film clearly means so much to you. <laughs> it's got Kevin Sorbo. I know. And Danny Trejo. <laughs> <laughs> it's got Hercules and Danny Trejo. Pull board two. Giant Her- the Fury. Hercules and Machete. So, um, so, yeah. Kenny. I, I This means something to you. And then I just pooped all over it. Kenny, let me let me tell you this. So I, the least that I could do is I, give you $25. <laughs> I was not... When I first watched this film, it was on a lark. And I, through most of the film, I'm like, I can't believe they're going for this. What is this? And then it somehow charmed me, and then it became something bigger. Uh, it means a lot to me because, I don't know, a place and time in my life, and then it just connected with me, and now it still does. It's okay if you don't like a bad film. <laughs> and on that Which, note... this movie is great, so there, you, there's no reason not to. Friends, uh, that this has been... <laughs> Another episode of Guilty Treasure. Um, yeah. uh, find it it's for your me, boy. Um, be, uh, if you want to leave a review, please leave a review on iTunes or whatever podcasting services you have. Or tweet at us, uh, uh, Facebook us, Instagram me us. Text 512-788-2309. Give me a there thumbs up or a thumbs down, no yeah. context. Yeah. And... Um, you know, it's all going to be in reference to Bull Boy. <laughs> tell us, tell us what you like, and what you don't like, so we can improve it for you, the fans. Uh, if you found me funny like Kenny says he did, uh, you can check out my podcast, Comedy Pending. We're on Podbean, we're on iTunes, uh, we're on YouTube. I think we're also on Spotify because welcome to the welcome to the future. And uh, you know, you can contribute to our Patreon. Patreon.com slash flatfilms, where you can get exclusive content related to the podcast and other hot Woo! tent from, oh, uh, like hot tent, like hot, hot content from our parent company, Flat Films. Woo! That's me. Uh, so, where's the, where's the, where's the, where's the link? Where's the, is there, Kenny, where's the, Aaron, where can we find you on social? Uh, you can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Snapchat, uh, Laughing Panda. Um, you can also find me on YouTube, Austin Amateurs. Um, you can find me on Facebook, Aaron Salinas. Keep it gangsta, y'all. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash Kenny Madison is cool. On Twitter, My Magic Lesson. Uh, and on my website, KennyMadisonIsCool.com. James, where can people find you on social media? Aside from all the flat film stuff, uh, Tough at Ghost. That's my personal one. It's T E H Fat Ghost. Yeah, T E H Fat Ghost. Ta. You can, you can find ghost. me on all social media under my actual name because I'm not creative when it comes to naming. Um, that's my Instagram. It's Jared Robert Espinosa Sechko. 
Um, you can find me at Flat Films every Tuesday on Trapped in a Cage. You can yeah. find me every Tuesday as well on Toll of the Dice. Uh, and you can find me um, in Kenny's Good Graces for <laughs> being funny and delivering him something he could he could couldn't watch. Yes. Uh, so don't forget to dig up those guilty treasures and let them shine. Oh, good job! That was off the dome. That off the dome. Off two the dome. for two. Ooh, that was almost as good as this movie. <laughs> 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 but uh, but. <laughs>